Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. Uh, how's it going, Katie? It's going pretty great, Keith. How about yourself? I'm great. Awesome. Um, I have the wrong script in front of me. Oh, cool. <laughs> no, no, I have the right one. Oh, we just you just, I just left, left in, in the, the po- Gary intro. <laughs> we're, we just we're missing Gary. We're missing Gary. I'm like, wait, I have the wrong one too. I was like, how did I screw that up? Uh, um, well, as always, the Billboard <laughs> Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show. We've got chart news on how, for the first time in over a decade, a female group has the number one album in America. We talked all about this a few weeks ago, and and here it is. And we kind of thought it could happen uh, as Blackpink's Born Pink debuts atop the tally. Plus, we've got news on how Harry Styles, as it was, not just an incredible 15th week at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, while Luke Combs lands his second top 10 hit, with the kind of love we make. Also on the show, Rihanna has been announced as the headliner for the 2023 Super Bowl halftime show. Who could she bring out as special guests? Everyone. <laughs> what will get left on the cutting room floor? She rolls down her hits pack catalog into a 12-minute set list. And does this mean new music and maybe even a firm release date for the elusive R9 is on the horizon? Keep on dreaming. We'll talk about all that and more. Plus, very breaking news here. You know we uh, we put this podcast out on Tuesdays, and on Tuesday, a brand new music video for Elton John and Britney Spears' Hold Me Closer. So Keith and I gave it a quick watch. We're going to come at you with our first impressions. Hot takes. So stick around for that. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. All right, before we get into the show, I want to ask Katie about her exciting weekend, because if you follow her on Instagram, she has revealed this, that she went to Disneyland. Ah, Keith's happiest place on earth. It is. It's also everyone's <laughs> Everyone happiest else's too. place on earth. And strangely, I wasn't there, because I don't. we clearly didn't plan this very well. Otherwise, I should have like. Hey, I told you. you weeks ago I was going. Well, I dropped the ball. Also, I was there literally the weekend before. And I was texting you for lots of advice throughout the day. So, um, But I, I want to ask something specific. Uh, Specific to keep it pop shop related. Okay. Okay. Um, do Do you recall any musical moments or moments while you were waiting in line, or maybe while you were like sort of eating a churro, mm-hmm. where you heard music or heard atmospheric music or enjoyed music in the park? Well, I did notice because the kids and I just recently rewatched Up that they played the kind of like theme, (laughs) which I mean, immediately just takes me to the sad beginning of the movie. Yeah. So I actually got a little emo hearing it in the park. Is that the answer that you wanted? (laughs) Sure. No, that that is one of the songs that plays on the Mm. main, what they call the main street loop. Yeah. So when you walk into the park, the first area is Main Street, USA, and they, they pipe music in through all the speakers. And that is one of the songs on the loop that you hear when you first walk in. As is... Uh, Surrey with the fringe on top from Oklahoma, oh, <laughs> which really? I was singing along to. I I, I was like geese and dicks and dick battery. <laughs> wow. Um, well, um, there there's our short Disney talk. That's totally music related. It's totally music related. Um, okay, well let's move on to the actual meat of the show because 
It's time for the chart chart chat. (laughs) The chart. Thank you, Katie. It's the chart chat. It's the chart chat. All right. So first up on the Billboard 200 albums chart, Blackpink lands its first number one on the Billboard 200 as its second full length studio album, Born Pink, starts atop the list with 102,000 equivalent album units earned in the United States in the week ending September 22nd, of course, according to Luminate. The eight-song set is the first number one on the Billboard 200 by an all-female group since 2008. This is where I plug our previous show, all about girl groups, and we were asking maybe could Blackpink have a top 10 on the Hot 100. They did not, sadly, but here we are with a number one on the Billboard 200. Very cool. Yeah. So Born Pink is the second top 10 for the South Korean Quartet, which previously debuted and peaked at number two in October of 2020 with its full-length debut, which was called simply the album. In addition, Born Pink is the third album by a South Korean act to top the Billboard 200 in 2022, following BTS's Proof and Stray Kids' Stray Kids mini album, Ordinary. Unlike those two albums, which are mostly in the Korean language, Born Pink is mostly in English, though with a fair amount of Korean lyrics. I believe out of the eight songs, four of them are in English, and then the other four are kind of a hybrid of Korean and English. So okay. therefore, if you add it up, it's mostly English. Okay. Uh, somewhat incredibly, Born Pink is the first number one on the Billboard 200 by a female group since Danity Kane's second album, Welcome to the Dollhouse, debuted at number one on the chart dated April 5th, 2008. It's been a minute. <sighs> yeah. It's a long time. It's just wild if you think about it. Well, I, and I feel like I think we said this on the last show, but I think that most people would assume Fifth Harmony snuck in a number one album in their during their uh, time, or maybe even Little Mix, who have were very big during that same period of time. But it's it, it is it is weird how like even in sort of the the super kind of red hot era of like pop 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 in with MTV in the early two thousands late nineties, like Backstreet and NSYNC both had number one albums. Spice Girls had a number one. Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child Hanson had a number one. Um, but it, it still feels like sort of in history, more kind of all-male groups tend to be number one versus all-female groups. And I don't know why that it, maybe it's just more of a singles thing because a lot more like maybe girl groups have had number one singles. I mean, I have a theory about it that is very you know that the patriarchy plays on generalizations. No, I, I think that the fans of a boy band are going to be pretty much uh, majority female, very mm-hmm. rabid. I think that the fans of a girl group are also going to be majority female, but don't have the like. The whole, you know, crush idol relationship with mm. a girl group that they do with a with a boy band. And so I think that that just lends itself to a more rabid fan base because you and, and I'm these are generalizations because yeah. obviously there's I'm sure men and women who are crushing on girl groups. And I'm just going off of the like very typical, you know, teen well, fangirl. You were one. You had your fave Backstreet Boy. Right. And I and you love Justin and sync. I don't think I owned Spice Girls or Destiny's Child. Huh. But I liked them, but I didn't buy their stuff. 
but that's, I bought NSYNC stuff. That's interesting. You know, I went and I bought tickets to NSYNC and Backstreet. But there were, uh, but there's obviously definitely, um, you know, back in the day, little girls uh, who were just like devoted to the Spice Girls, absolutely, and to Destiny's Child. I just think that the the breadth of it might yeah. be a little bit um, bigger with the boy bands, which could also be why we have seen you know BTS top the chart a number of times, and we saw Stray Kids hit number one, but Blackpink is the first example of a female South Korean, you know, K-pop aligned group to be number one yep. or a female K-pop anything to be number one on the. Yeah. So it's cool. I hope this is like a new era, honestly. All right. So um, breaking down some of the details, if you read my story on Sunday about the debut at number one, I had some of these details in there and it really I had oodles of details hmm. as I normally do in all my stories. But 63% of Born Pink's debut week units were actually owed to sales of the album on CD. We've talked about this a lot. K-pop tends to do very well with selling CD albums. And as is typical for K-pop acts, the CD configuration of the album was available in many collectible packages, 17 in total, which is kind of not a crazy high number for for some K-pop albums mm-hmm. lately. Um, and there were also exclusive versions for Target as well as the group's official web store. Um, interestingly, each CD had the same eight-song track list and a standard set of internal paper items like, oh, it's the booklet or it's, you know, the lyric sheet or whatever. But they all had randomized elements as well, which is, again, typical for K-pop, such as collectible photo cards. Like, am I going to get, like, which of the which of the girls am I going to get? There's one of 32 cards mm-hmm. to collect. And it becomes sort of a baseball card kind of collecting thing. Again, this is very typical for K-pop. Um, anyway, CD sales were also bolstered by the availability of signed editions of the album. Uh, there was actually four different cover variants of the album as well, and each of the girls signed their own edition of the cover. So, of course, that helped as well. Taylor Swift has done this famously by signing lots of albums and selling them and yep. racking up those sales. Making so, her wrist break in the meantime. I wonder if she's going <laughs> to do it with her next album. Man, if she does it with her next album, she'll have to sign every all four portions of the clock. <laughs> oh, right, because she has four different – look, like if it, Taylor is doing something not quite this – I don't think she has 17 different versions of the album, but she's – Taylor. She's got quite a few. Taylor's, or, she's gone on her Instagram and she's like, here's the four different vinyl versions of my album, and if you put them all together, they make a clock. Get it? Midnight's and that's a clock. Mm-hmm. Like she's basically she's a clock, is what she says. She's a clock, and she's <laughs> explaining to you why you need to buy all four copies of the album. Yes, she's she's a smart gal. She's a businesswoman. She's a businesswoman. She's a business, and she's a businesswoman. She's a woman business business. This is the like the famous Jay Z line. I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. Right. Is that what you wanted? Thank you. Because <laughs> because Nicki Minaj said it in a Madonna song. Okay. She's, she was like. Uh, <laughs> That's where your knowledge of it yes. comes from. <laughs> it doesn't come from Jay. It comes from Nicki in a Madonna track. All right. Moving on. Um, concurrently, Blackpink's song Shut Down from the Born Pink album debuts at number 25 on the Hot 100, giving the quartet its fifth top 40 charting hit. And uh, the second from Born Pink, following the number 22 peaking Pink Venom earlier this year. Globally, however. Yeah, globally, the two, the two songs are the most popular songs in the world as Shut Down and Pink Venom are numbers one and two on the Billboard Global 200 and the Billboard Global Excluding U.S. charts. Next up, over on the Hot 100 Songs chart, A Familiar Face is number one again this week as Harry Styles, as it was Nash is a 15th non-consecutive week atop the list. The song now has the most weeks at number one for a song by an act with no accompanying artist. 
that is no collaborations, no featured guests, as the most weeks atop the, the chart. <laughs> I said all that so terribly. Well, he's also the mo- has the most weeks atop the chart for a British act. I think Katie's like, we're just going to move on. You're not going to have to edit that. <laughs> That's correct. All right, so the only songs with more weeks at number one are Little Nas X's Old Town Road featuring Billy Ray Cyrus with 19 weeks, Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee's Despacito featuring Justin Bieber with 16, and Mariah Carey and Boys to Men's One Sweet Day with 16 weeks. Um, and as Katie said, in terms of British acts, as Styles, of course, was born in England, uh, as it was, surpasses the 14-week run of two songs by British artists, Mark Ronson's Uptown Funk featuring Bruno Mars, uh, Ronson is the Brit of those two, and Elton John's Candle in the Wind, 1997, slash something about the way you look tonight. At this exact moment, Harry Styles is the only person who's ever had 15 weeks exactly at number one on the Hot 100. That's correct. And I feel like he's going to get the 16 after seeing the release week personally. So (laughs) we'll see. I don't know. Steve Lacey might zip in there. Who knows? Uh, Katie, though, we uh, talked about it last week with Gary, uh, who manages the Hot 100. Do you feel like Harry is on his way to making history? We are in very, very rare air now. Yeah, I think he's going to get to the 16. I was kind of hoping he'd get be the first with 15. It'd be nice to like stand alone at 15. But I'm pretty sure he's going to get the 16. I don't know about beyond that. But I feel confident about the 16 after seeing this week of releases. Do we know that something? Oh, just because we don't know what is coming in the future. I don't know Friday. what's going to drop out of the air on Friday. As as Gary suggested, he's like, who knows? Taylor Swift could drop us right, out and of the sky. she didn't this past Friday. And we're going to talk about this in a second. But you know, uh, Elton and Britney just put out this music video for "Hold Me Closer." Had they been more strategic about that, that could have been a real contender after reaching as high as number six. Mm. But. They didn't. They put out mid-Tuesday. All right. Well, we'll last bit about the uh, charts, and then we'll move on to we'll, – we'll circle Brittany back to – Brittany and Rihanna. Brittany, Brittany and Elton and Rihanna. <laughs> uh, lastly, staying with the Hot 100, Luke Combs jumps 14 to 8 with The Kind of Love We Make, thanks to a surge in all three metrics measured on the Hot 100, airplay, sales, and streams. It's the second top 10 for the country singer, who previously reached number two with Forever After All in 2020. That's really impressive. That song's been out for a little bit, too. It's not like it's It's, a new release. Yeah, it makes me, I need to dig into it deeper. It makes me wonder if it's actually starting to cross over to maybe like adult top 40 and AC stations. We shall see. We shall see. Keith will tell you more later. Okay, we had some breaking pop shop news right before we recorded, so we thought we'd bring you some live hot takes on Britney Spears and Ellen John's new music video for Hold Me Closer. Yep. Um, Both watched it. Yeah. I mean, we literally, we recorded about 10 minutes late, and if we hadn't, we wouldn't have seen this video. Um, so anyway, um, yeah. First of all, I just to get the elephant in the room out of the way, Britney Spears and Elton John are in no way featured in this music video other than vocally. Correct. Yeah, not, not. I kept. I squinted. I looked. I know. Not, not, not a, not a, not a blip. <sighs> and like the video ends uh, with like all of these dancers because kind of a dance video. It's a beautiful, like a bunch of partner dancing and, and an older gentleman and a and a young girl kind of like interacting and dancing. It's very like modern interpretive dance. You it's know. beautiful. I'm not. I'm not dismissing it. Yeah. No. But it's it's, it's if you beautiful. were hoping for you know a classic Britney Spears music video because eh. she's the queen of making a beautiful music video. Not this that. is not the one. I mean, honestly, Elton John also. A famous uh, music video artist. Neither of them are in this video. Nope. 
So I wish they would have called it a dance video, but they actually called it the official music video, which means that they're just relenting. This We're not going to oh, get that. Oh, you mean like doing sort of like a Justin Bieber sort sorry. of thing? Yeah. yeah. So for the Sorry, which actually that was probably the most successful dance music video of all time. Yeah, I, will, I feel comfortable saying. <laughs> there also wasn't any other official video for Yeah, sorry. but they called it a dance video. And actually he released a dance video of every song from that album. Right. Um, and yeah, there wasn't ever a Justin Bieber featuring video. But, but Brady and Elton aren't in this video. <sighs> Full stop. Now, Elton's last kind of uh, remix, revisit song, Cold, Cold Heart. Heart with Dua Lipa, it had a music video. They were not physically in it, but there were animated, animated. versions. Of I them. actually think that Britney fans would have appreciated an animated Britney over no Britney at all. When they announced this video coming, whatever it was, like last week, the general reaction on social media was, Britney better be in this video. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I think it might be too much to expect Britney too, to be it, in a video too right soon, now. Too soon. Now, Katie had like a, a, a really nice thought before we got started, and I don't want to steal it from her. What was your thought of how Elton and Britney could have been in the video in well, a minimal Well, that's what way? I was going to say. So it ends with these dancers who have been in the video throughout all sort of embracing each other, like the, the partners that have been dancing together. If they could have just gotten these two on a soundstage and just showed, it. showed Britney and Elton hugging, I think it might have broken the internet. And I feel like enough people would have like kept going to that moment at the end of the video yeah. that it would have gotten just countless views. And who's to say they didn't try? Who knows? I mean, these two have not gotten in the same place yet. We, they all their um, you know, Britney recorded with Watt here mm-hmm. in America, uh, and Elton was not present for that. So we have not gotten these two in the same space yet. I, I mean, I don't know if we've gotten Elton and Dua in the same space since Cold Heart came out. I mean, I know she performed for his um Oscars party like right. three years ago, two years ago. Yeah, even even in um yeah, no. And and considering that the only PR images, the only publicity images that they've given out for this new single has been the one shot of Elton and Britney at Elton's AIDS fundraiser a bajillion years ago. That's not ago. even, that's just what's on Getty. That's right. just what we can but access. Th- but, but that is literally what Otherwise it's Elton's that, publicity people have sent out as the official or PR image. Or there's pictures of them as children, that cute little like her in a ballet right. costume and him at the piano as so, a kid. So we, this is probably as much as we were going to get. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I guess it, even if they hadn't been Maybe maybe it's for the best because there would have been so much sort of scrutiny on whatever Britney looked like, whatever Elton looked like. Yeah, you know, oh, they right. aren't together. But the, it's it's a it's a bummer when Britney is so like entwined with choreography and dancing in her career to like watch other people dance. It's like we we see this girl on Instagram; she's dancing every flipping day. They could have just said, "Britney, can you just turn on your camera and dance and start twirling just, like you do on Instagram every day?" And, and just go go into a white studio. And and we'll we'll send over a glam squad and, and go. This is what I'm saying, Keith. Oh well. And it's labeled the official music video, Maybe, which feels like we're not going to get another. Doesn't mean there can't be a second official it video. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that, but it feels like it might mean that. So um, this is me. I will say. Let me end on a positive note. Uh-huh. I listening to it again with this beautiful visual gave me yet again new appreciation for the song. It is a lovely song. I'm so happy that these two people made this lovely piece of pop music because I think the expectation going in was like, is this even going to be good? It's like really good. And it's beautiful with this dance video. So like they made a nice work of art to go along with this beautiful pop song. So that's me ending on a lovely note. There we go. How about we talk about Rihanna now? Yeah. So on Sunday, Rihanna set the internet ablaze when she posted an image to her socials of her hand, 
her tattooed hand holding an NFL-branded football. And then not long after that, Rock Nation, the NFL, and Apple Music all confirmed the news on their socials. Rihanna will be the headliner of the 2023 Super Bowl halftime show. Keith, we have not talked about this yet. Nope. So let's just go with some rapid-fire questions, okay? Okay. What's your excitement factor on a scale of 1 to 10 for a Rihanna halftime show? 11. Right? Same. Okay. <laughs> Glad we're on the same page. No one's like, this is a terrible idea. Um, number two, how does she possibly pick a 12-minute set list from her, like, this is understating it, her hits-packed catalog? Um, I, <laughs> you have, like, 12 minutes to somehow do justice. <sighs> now, I think you have to set aside the fact that she's had, you know, 31 top 10 hits on the Billboard Hot 1. Oh. Even if she did like 15 seconds of each, she might not be able to get through it. 14 of them were number one. Oh my God. 14? My 14. God. So I think you have to absolutely just set aside how could we like somehow do her catalog? It's like, no, you're just going to make a great show because mm-hmm. someone is not going to hear the hit they want to hear. Well, and you know what? History remembers songs differently than like the moment they hit number one. So yeah. like Rihanna has to know how she feels about performing, how her fans feel about certain songs, like with history behind it now. Like we're talking about, you know, she's been around for 15 years, right? 15 years ish. When was when was uh 2004? Five was Ponder when she replay. had her first hit, yeah. Oh, so 17 years. Let's try that again. Almost two decades. Um, we have in front of us uh, Rihanna's biggest Billboard Hot 100 hits. Her top 30 biggest hits on the Hot 100 I think yes. we. I think everybody in the world can agree that she needs to— maybe she could just do this song for 12 minutes straight. We found love with dun, her dun, and dun, Calvin dun, Harris. Dun, dun, dun. Can you imagine, like, the like the lasers There's and no world the in end. which this song is not involved in this halftime show. There's Cal- zero world. It and is her biggest hit. Calvin Harris shows up. We, and we, I, I love you, Calvin. We probably don't need you. <laughs> Like, we have your lovely track, and that's what will get played. Um, I mean, you're handsome, though. You can come. You can come. You're allowed to come. Look, when Bruno Mars did Uptown Funk at the Super Bowl, there was Mark Ronson in the background. But I do think there's a strong chance that her second biggest hit is not performed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that will not be performed. Live Your Life, although it's a very epic chorus. It would fit in well. No. But it's a T.I. song. I don't think number three, her third biggest hit, will actually be performed. I honestly think it shouldn't. It's a domestic violence song, Mm -mm. Love the Way You Lie. It's an Eminem song. A lot of people have been talking about their, you know, they've they've collaborated together multiple times, also on The Monster. So he could pop up, but I don't think he will. No, I mean, also, if, if we're talking about sort of songs with kind of like sad, depressing lyrics. We found love in a hopeless place. I'm like, I don't know. If you disassociate it from the video and the era of that time, I guess you can be like, woohoo, dance party. Uh, just listen to the track. Do, 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 do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Number four, Rihanna featuring Drake. Yeah, she's doing, she's doing it. Yeah, she has to. That and mean, she doesn't need Drake for it. But what, it'd be cool if Drake showed it up. It would, but she doesn't, she doesn't need him. <laughs> but five. She, is the theme of this is just going to be she doesn't need him. But five. <laughs> She, she has to do number five. Uh, she has to do Umbrella. Meanwhile, uh, Rock Nation has been... Jay-Z uh, is going to be there. They've been curating the halftime show I mean, for the last Jay-Z, four Jay-Z years. Jay-Z doesn't need to be there. No, he's he already the he's already put out a glowing statement about, like, you know, her being this artist who was self-made from Barbados, and he will be, he'll be there. But he doesn't need to necessarily be on the song. Well, fair. Okay, so Umbrella. But she Did has we to say do Umbrella. umbrella? So, so right now we have two songs she has to do. We found love in Umbrella. Yes. Okay. Umbrella was, I think, her moving from like a solid like star to a superstar. Moving right? on. Okay, number six. Disturbia, no. Nah, no. we don't need it. 
Number seven, take a bow. No. We don't need it. Number eight, rude boy. That'd be fun, but she doesn't need Very it. Very fun, but it won't happen. Number number eight, no, sorry. Number nine, diamonds. Yes. Yes. You have to. Even if it's just like one bit shine, of a chorus. Shine bright like a diamond, the entire a, stadium lights It would be a good up. transition song, too. Like, you could do the chorus, and then you could move to something else. And Sia else. shows up. <laughs> uh, we don't need Sia. I love you. <laughs> uh, number ten, uh, Calvin Harris featuring Rihanna. This is what you came for? No. This song is well. We don't need to get into it. It's a great song, but it's I'm a like, great song. I don't think it's most a little tainted by the Taylor Swift controversy. Oh, you're she right. like co-wrote it mm, uh, under a pen name. Number eleven, blah, blah, blah. Rihanna, only girl in the world. Yes, yes, yes. We need it. But here's the thing: we're getting to a section of the chart, like of her rankings, like even like things that aren't top ten that are such huge bangers. Yes, you're like I don't know which one to pick. Yes. But that is a yes. Yeah. The monster doesn't no. need it. Doesn't no. need that. And it's also, it's an Eminem song, not a Rihanna song. Yeah. Okay. This could be her emo moment. Stay featuring Mickey Echo. Eh. Again, sorry to Mickey, does not need uh, Mickey on stage, but Stay is probably one of her biggest ballads. So if she wants like a big ballad singing moment. Sure. Could be a good one. Although, um, what's the other one from, uh, uh, from Anti? Needed um, you? Was it that one? No. No, the love one. God, what is love it? on the brain. Love on the brain. Yeah, that could be the that could be the slow moment too. Potentially, you don't, don't need, need a, a slow moment. moment. Okay, Rihanna featuring Drake. What's my name? If he's already there. Ooh, Nana. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. If he's already there for work, they probably will do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rihanna featuring Britney Spears S and M remix. S and M. Come on. I don't know about S and M for the Super Bowl. I don't think so. If I mean, no. just shades of sort of you know, Janet. Um, okay, I'm going to stop soon because we can't go all through all 30. We should just stop. Okay, We've I'm, come I'm, up with I, the essentials. I, I want to mention a few more that okay. were farther down. Please. Like Ponder Replay is number 18. Don't Stop the Music is number 19. Oh, Don't Stop the Music is, like, that was the thing that made me fall in love as a Rihanna fan. Like, please don't stop the, please don't stop oh. the. Ah! And the, and the Michael Jackson sample. Oh, my God. What if she does a medley of, like, you know, want to be starting something and. <laughs> she okay. doesn't have time, Keith. <laughs> um, I think Where Have You Been could be a really big oh, moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then number 22, S.O.S., yeah. SOS? I feel like she has to reference the very beginning. She has and to. I think SOS she is the one to do to. versus Ponder Rihanna Replay. can do whatever the hell but she SOS wants. But SOS is her first number one, right, Keith, uh, on the Hot 100? Yes. Yeah. So I think that makes total sense. Um, and this that's, is, that's just literally covering what she might be performing. We haven't answered all the other we questions. We also don't know if she's going to put out a new album or a new single before then. We, maybe she'll put out a Greatest Hits album. Maybe, maybe oh, she's, like The weekend style? Maybe she's just introducing a new cosmetics or fashion oh line. Oh, my God. A lot of jokes have been made about her basically being a Fenty exec at this point versus a musician. Well. She's not. I mean, maybe she'll do a Fenty drop around it. She's not going to do it on stage. I, I, I had lots of thoughts. Like, d- will there be new music? Is there going to be a new studio album? Maybe her first greatest hits album. After all, we've gotten hits packages recently from The Weeknd. That yes. one was actually timed to his yes. Super Bowl performance. Yes. Nicki and Eminem all have dropped new new albums. Or maybe it's just, hey, it's a new song introducing my new Fenty Savage lingerie collection. Um, you know, I, I also thought like. If this is sponsored by Apple Music, does this mean that she actually has a larger exclusive deal with Apple Music in the works? Does that mean maybe new music will be exclusively windowed to Apple Music? Does her Savage fashion show, which has been on what streaming service was it on? Amazon Prime. Amazon. Will it move to Apple or something? Oh, like, that's interesting. I'm thinking of all these things in the background. The because business. The business stuff because she's such because a— Because she's not a businesswoman. She's a businesswoman. Woman. <laughs> exactly. I want to make one last point even though we have no time. Okay. 
Rihanna reportedly turned down the 2019 Super Bowl halftime show, which was eventually headlined by Maroon 5. Mm. We don't need to talk about that. In solidarity with quarterback Colin Kaepernick, who was iced out of the NFL after leading the charge for players to kneel during the national anthem. I want to bring this up because I feel like having made that very public move in turning it down because of Kaepernick, there's no chance that she is not going to squeeze in some sort of reference to that. I don't think that she will do this without having some reference to the Kaepernick debacle. I think I could see her wearing like a Kaepernick jersey, something small, a nod, sort of like Eminem kneeled during the Super Bowl halftime show earlier this year. Jennifer Lopez uh, included kids in literal cages during her performance when that was happening in the Trump administration. Rihanna feels like the kind of artist who is secure enough in her position in the world and obviously in business that it, middle fingers in the air, maybe not literally like MIA during the Madonna uh. show. But uh, I think that Rihanna will definitely make a statement of some nature during this halftime show. Considering it is very much, you need me, I don't need you. Need. <laughs> Needed me. <laughs> All right. Are we moving on? We are. Oh, I should say February 12th. 2023, Glendale, Arizona. That's when you can see Rihanna. And, and, now, and a football game. <laughs> and a football game. Can we just give, can we just flip it around? Give yes. Rihanna like a whole concert. And the featured acts are the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever the hell they are. All right. Well, and now it's time for the chart stat of the week. Um, as we celebrate Blackpink's first number one album on the Billboard 200, let's pause for a quiz, Katie. Katie. Well, let's. Katie, which one of these four very popular artists has hit number one on the Billboard 200? That means three of these acts Mm. have shockingly, perhaps, never had a number one album. Mm. Your options are James Brown, Brandi Carlile, The Clash, and Patti LaBelle. My guess... Which of these four have had, had a Yeah, one? I'm, gu- I'm going to guess James Brown. No. Oh, wow. Patti LaBelle. Patti LaBelle did okay. have a number one with the winner <laughs> in you back in the 1980s. I think it was around the time that on my own. Wait, actually. How, uh, wait, uh, on my own. Wait, no, I, I can't. Do, I'm trying to do my Michael McDonald. <laughs> oh, goodness. I Good can luck. do like, what a fool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I keep forgetting I'm not in love anymore <laughs> On my own no. I still can't do it I just sound like I'm trying to do Pavarotti Alright, well there you have it A uh, little quiz Katie About uh, number one albums on the Billboard 200 <laughs> That maybe didn't go to number one Alright, we've reached the end of our big show Any parting words, Katie? I feel like there was one in there that It was pretty obvious they haven't had a number one yet But maybe still could Who? Brandy like, she's had so much success with, like, the Grammys, but, like, I don't think that's necessarily translated to, like, huge commercial well, success. here's the thing. I think that I, I was trying to pick someone slightly more recent mm-hmm. that has had a lot of sort of critical success, but also some chart success, That one too. didn't work for me. It's because it's, because <laughs> it's been when you've been working here. Yes, exactly. And that's why you're I'm familiar like, nah, with it. I know that she hasn't had I can't always yet. mind super old stuff because I would like people, you know. That will trick me, mostly, yeah. <laughs> mostly though. All right, we reached the end of our show. Yes. Any parting words, Katie? Um, uh, No. All right. What song should we go out on? Uh, what Rihanna song should yeah, we go out say, on? Yeah, I was going to say, Rihanna. I, I, this is me asking Rihanna, please play Don't Stop the Music. We will go out on that, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.